No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Have you ever listened to Tool? Out of a jellyfish? That you got from Electric Fish Lights? Shit, Ryder has. You know what, man? Ryder just got the dopest jellyfish light from Electric Fish Lights, man. This thing has two bulbs in it. One is color changing. The other is a Bluetooth um, reactive light. Yeah. And this thing makes his room like a disco. Yeah. I I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it. Mess around. He's really enjoying it. You got a shout out. He hasn't to, been out of his room all to day. John, the East Coast Santa, for helping Absolutely. the West Coast Santa over here hook Ryder up for Christmas. So if you don't know what the hell we're talking about, go over to at Electric Fish Lights on Instagram or electricfishlights.com. These are IQ lights, which stands for interlocking quadrilateral. And that's a system made of 30 interlocking pieces. And those pieces can be configured into 15 different shapes. And basically, they can build anything you can imagine pretty much i mean they couldn't build you a spaceship that you could actually go to the moon with but they could build you a light that is a spaceship yeah. that has a color changing bulb and music in it you and you like could get super high and, and imagine and imagine that you're on the moon the rocket ship. they could make you a unicorn light they could make you a squid light they could make a light that looks like your favorite cartoon character or your favorite sports team they got you covered man and All these lights are made from upcycled vinyl like milk jug plastic. They come with a 12-foot cord, a 12-year energy-efficient, safe-to-leave-on LED bulb, and a hardware kit to hang the light. These things are great for your man cave or your woman cave or your fan cave or your kid's night light or a Christmas tree topper or just to hang outside because they are safe to be used outdoors. And they are hooking up the No Simple Road family with 10% off. So put in the promo code NSR when you check out and you're going to get 10% off your purchase. And any No Simple Road family member that gets the color changing upgrade when they order their light, they are going to get a special limited edition No Simple Road print poster with magical art. And when you hook it up next to the color changing light, it'll splatter joy and love all over your walls. So go check out electricfishlights.com or at electricfishlights on Instagram. Put in the promo code NSR and light get up your life. Yeah, get enlightened. <laughs> do something. Go go check light it out. Light up your life. Get enlightened. Light up somebody else's life. Yeah, it's fun. Do it.
Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Mel Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Feeling lonely. <laughs> so lonely. Hey now, No Simple Road family. How you doing? Welcome back to Hi No there, Simple family. Road this week. Hello, everybody. How's everybody holding up out there? Let's hear it. No? No, uh, nothing? Oh. I don't know. I, I was hoping that the family would say something. They didn't say anything. I'm sure anything. they did. You think? Well, they did. I, everybody did say yeah, something. We have, we have something special for you guys this week. Um, so Another episode. Another episode. Yeah, no. Uh this week, our guest is Space Camp. Space Camp. So, whoop. if you don't know who Space Camp, how would you say that? If you don't know who they are, or if you don't know if who they is, if you don't know who they is, that's probably a better way to say it. Yeah. You got to go check these guys out. This is a, a little something different, Homegrown. man. Homegrown. This is some Grateful Dead family rap flow. Groove. It's inspired, and they're just really good guys doing their thing, putting out some happy hip hop, reggae inspired, like all kinds of different genres. As they talk about that in the interview, that they, you know, that's their roots is uh, rap, but they try to pull from all kinds of different places and 
they're just fun. Right before the interview, we were, or I, at least I was listening to their music and yeah, just, we were out front getting yeah, down. We, just, we had to we had to partake in the little uh, cannabis Absolutely. for this one because these guys make you want to do oski and a do. These guys yes. make you want to smoke a doob. <laughs> yeah, man. And the the thing that they're doing is really cool with the community that they've yeah. gathered around them, the rebel hippie community, and and just their merch, all the. the Album artwork to Electric Lemonade, their album oh, that came it's out, beautiful, dope their, as their shit. Videos, they They're, send, they say, "Hey guys, when you hear the thank you for the vinyl, yeah, oh, man, they, they sent out vinyl. some vinyls to us. Thank you so much, you guys. Yeah, like the shit. I can't remember. Summer of Love is the the song that the video is like a shakedown. Yeah, then their videos mm. are amazing. It, yeah, that, that's one of the things that I always forget when we do an interview with an artist like i i'll go right to apple music and like pull up music and Me listen too. to it beforehand yeah. but apple will go right to youtube and start going down the rabbit hole with all their videos and i always forget and this was well, that's a, where you find their live performances too yep that's true that's true and and these guys are something to see man like there's no um shortage of showmanship here yeah with these cats so you got to check out uh, Space Camp and um, show them the No Simple Robe family love, man, because we had a super good time talking to them. And like I said, that the Rebel Hippie community, shout out to you guys, man, for spreading the love out there. And, and, you, and know. you guys signed up for their, uh, is it the Rebel Hippie? What mm-hmm. is? Yeah. Yeah, I got that yeah. card. They, yeah, yeah they send you a little too. card in the mail that you have like a little QR code. So it's just like being part of something, which I thought was really neat because especially right now yeah. right now it's cool to be part of something so that you can i don't know get an especially update something, yeah part of something that's like spreading love yeah, and cheer and good vibes. And, yeah. so badly desperately needed right now this episode mm-hmm. is coming out um inauguration week and there's a yes. lot of lot of tension in the air man there's a there's a lot of uncertainty and just the the fear meter is dialed up to 11 and um Anything that's putting positivity, love, good vibes out into the world, I am a super fan of right now because it is so incredibly badly needed, man. And um, shout out to you guys for for doing your thing. And it was an honor having you all on the show and help you spread the word to the No Simple Road family and have them become fans of, of Space Camp like we have, man. But before we get to the interview, um, Mel? Yeah. How you doing, babe? I was just on a little rabbit trail while you were talking. Sorry, babe. Where were you? I was thinking about vaccines. Oh, no. We can't talk about that. Uh, We're not talking about that. But you asked me what I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it. It's done. How have I been this week? Whoa. Um, That was scary. I got scared just now. Yeah, I was was a little tripped out for a second. Um, But. I don't know. I guess I'm doing okay. You know, I, um, I don't really have too much to report. I've kind of been letting myself off the hook as far as my head concerned. And so I've haven't really been too tumultuous. I, I know. What do you, what do you mean when you say letting yourself off the hook as far as your head is concerned? That that's vague. It is a mouthful <laughs> and it is vague. But what I mean when I say that is, usually I'm always like striving in my head like I should be doing something or 
I should go somewhere or accomplish something or sign up for something. And I haven't done that this week. And I, I kind of like letting the pressure off yourself. Yes, a little. Okay. Yeah. So I haven't been, you know, putting extra chores or pressure, or, you know, guff on myself. And I've been feeling pretty good. There was, um, gosh, I, I was talking to a coworker at work and she was saying something like, when I dot, 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 then I'll be okay. You know? and <laughs> when I, I have a million dollars. I, exactly. And I, exactly why I said dot, 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 because it was her version of then I'll be okay. And I go, you know, what about if you felt like you were okay now? First. And you didn't have to wait for dot, dot, dot. And she was like, hmm. hmm. And so I, ever since that conversation with her, I've just kind of been, throwing that around in my head. Uh, it was the new moon recently. And so it's just kind of been swirling in my head about giving myself the okay right now, not the future. Okay. So the current, okay. I've been kind of good. I've, I've been sad cause you've been not very, you've been having a hard time this week, but I haven't been personally sad. I've been, you know, I've you've been, been you've been, holding holding space yes yes i've been empathetic toward you but i've actually been pretty okay you know it's i just said a term that i never really fully understood until this until pandemic so when i was going to yoga school because remember i went to kundalini yoga school and then i came back and i went to yoga school again and there was a term and that was it. When you're a teacher, you're holding space for your students. So you're making sure that first of all, physically that everyone's okay. You want, that's always your first job. Make sure, you know, nobody's having any heart attacks or breathing issues or in pain. But then beyond Shit that, themselves yeah. they're all twisted up. <laughs> <laughs> that's good to check on all those it's things. It's true. Aww. You do. You want to make sure. So you go around the room and you check in everything out. But once you get that done and, and they're in their position and this was in a, uh, yin yoga class. Mm-hmm. Um, it so, was, is there a yang yoga class? <laughs> Sorry. Um, but the purpose is to get people into these positions and, excuse me, and be in them for an extended portion of time. So it's not just like 30 seconds and you move to the next thing. It's like a minute, five minutes, seven minutes in a relaxed position, but it's still a stretch. Right. And you're vulnerable during that time. So vulnerable. And relaxed, you're not quite sleeping and you're not active, but you are awake, but you're kind of drifting. The in-between. Yeah. It's a great place to be. It's a fantastic place to get people into, to help people get into. But once you're in that place, you have to hold space for people. You have to make sure that everything is okay and that you're just, you're not up like intruding on their time you're not like you're making sure that everything's okay nobody's going to come in um and it's a really sweet beautiful place to be in and i think that we do that with the show we hold space for people but just in a different way yeah i i never fully understood what the term meant until i 
stopped going to the office and was here all the time. And I realized that that's what I'm doing here in the house when you guys are out. It's maintaining the energy of the house and like holding the space together. You know what I mean? That's why when one of us is funky, it's extra weird, you know? And, um, yeah, I just never fully understood the weight of that term. And then like the, um, I don't know what the word is, the mission of doing that, what it meant for the person that was actually holding the space. Cause that's not an easy thing to do to be the one that's in charge of maintaining the energy for somewhere. It like, think about, um, space camp, like, those guys are holding space for the audience when they're performing and vice versa. And it's a creating an energetic field that other people can do what they need to do in basically. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, it, it, it's definitely multi-layered. There's a lot of different ways. Like what you were just saying about you holding space. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about it that way. Um, but yeah, you're maintaining an energetic space for people to be free in that area, in that, that domain. And it's a huge job. Yeah. It's a very, uh, important, noble and huge job. Just the term <laughs> sounds like, like, if you think of it, like holding space. Oh shit! I never like even thought about outer it. Literally. Space, like holding space, like almost like Atlas with yeah. the world. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Damn, Apple. I never even thought about it from that perspective. See, that's what I'm saying because you said it from that perspective. I yeah. was thinking about it from yoga. Apple's thinking about it literally. <laughs> Apple's in space, holding shit up. It's Ooh. true, though. Think the connotation that it brings is, you know, when you hold something, it's like you're caring for it, you're cherishing it, you're keeping it from maintaining harm or you know from anything getting around it and yeah holding space is wow that's rad yeah you i thought i we talked about that before here about like me being home and and doing that i thought we had brought that we, up on you, here before you have brought it up but you never talked about holding space i don't think that term came up and i i certainly don't remember mm-hmm. it in regards to you. Yeah. It always in the past, like, like that. that always just sounded like some fucking woo woo yoga term. Look, man, the further I get away from these all yoga woo woo stuff, like <laughs> woo woo, it is, it's relevant. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. That's all I can say. Thank you, baby. <laughs> Thanks. That's all I can say about all no of it. No matter what it is, woo woo or annoyed, not, if yeah, it's helping somebody, it's who helpful. cares? Yes. You're true. Apple. See? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all look at people, I mean, like, that's why everybody has different hobbies and stuff. You can't knock, you know. You can't knock thing. it. Yeah. Be like, well, that doesn't do it for me. Well, it does it for that person yeah. that's doing it. That sounds too Maybe weird. something else might do it for you. Yeah, man. It, it This this is so weird. Like, I, I don't even know what to say anymore. Like, it's so fucking odd. And... It's gone beyond like at the beginning it was like, oh, this is cool. We're getting a chance to stop and like rest and families. No, at the are beginning together. it was never cool. And, and <laughs> I, okay, <laughs> true. And like uh, the dolphins are back and the fucking canals and whatever oh, yeah. and all that. And then like 
And then it like reality started setting in. It was like, okay. And then it was like, okay, we're in the chrysalis phase. We're going to be butterflies. And then, okay, that. And and then it was like, okay, we're in a psychedelic trip and we're still tripping. And and now it's like, fucking A, man. Come on. The metaphors are done. I've, what the fuck? But, you know, you brought up me having a (laughs) difficult, having a difficult week. Like, there's, this thing has been literally a roller coaster of like, um, totally fine and positive and happy about where I'm at and feeling grateful and okay. And then just utter soul crushing ennui of like never ending darkness and can't see my way out. There is no light at the end of the tunnel. And, and then the next day it's like, Oh no, fucking rainbows or unicorns or farting Cheerios and everything's great. And then the next day is like, Oh God. And, and this was one of those, those times that was like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. And some, something one of my friends said, I, I was DMing with a friend and one of the things, one of the skills that I've learned through this is, is saying, Hey, I don't feel good to people like people that I trust and care about and that are my friends and that I value their opinion. Like I, I'm not okay right now. I, I'm not feeling good. I'm having a bad day. I'm having a hard time. And so I DM this person and, and we were joking around at first. And then I was like, you know what? I'm, I need to say something. I was like, I'm, this thing's been a roller coaster and I'm in the dip, something really awful. And what they said back to me was, really profound and um it helped like if you don't think that your words have weight they do and something that's like super easy for you to say to somebody may not be what they were thinking and may help them so what he said was he goes um take the dip in and know that sooner or later the rise begins but i feel you and um, went went through some personal stuff, and he said, "These dips are trying to communicate something. It's hard to find what that is. Other times, you just have to force yourself out into the forest or on the beach." And it's true, man. Like the um, what is it? Groundhog dayness of reality right now lends itself to that roller coaster and what Mel said to me made a lot of sense too, was like sometimes just getting out of the four walls and seeing a different color scheme or like smelling different smells or seeing different textures is the thing that's going to get you through and make you feel a little bit better and bring you a little bit of joy and make you smile again. And then when you go back to your routine and your thing that you've been doing, you feel rejuvenated and a little bit renewed and, and better. And so yeah, I I heard that from the person that said it to me and it, it rang my bell and then you said that to me and I was like, okay. And the next day I woke up and I was like, all right, dude, you're pulling your fucking self up by your bootstraps. And um, so here we are doing Space Camp intro. What about you, Apple? How you doing, brother? I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right today. <laughs> <laughs> today? <clears throat> Well, you know, it was a, it was a rough. Sometimes, like you said, the groundhogness like thing of reliving the day. 
sometimes you don't notice when you're doing funky and stuff. And you had noticed it with me this week. I didn't even really either. I've, I've been working so hard. I just kind of just keep doing that and get home get tired. I'm tired. Do it again. Rinse, repeat type thing. And it just yeah, gets to be like you're a robot. Mm-hmm. And I, hey, yeah, I, I mean, nothing really complain about just been so busy and everything that I forget myself sometimes. And I, I had a rough beginning of the week. Wasn't feeling the greatest, but also it's, it's something we started doing around here more, which sometimes is good. Uh, sometimes good, sometimes bad. Because, in, but the good thing with us is that other people notice it. We, we kind of, unverbally made an agreement a couple months ago. Kind of all of us, it seems like, to not, not complain as much. And so we we don't no we, we like we you know with through the middle in the middle of all this and or whatever this is of it the middle the whatever we don't even know the, what it the, is the spot that we're middle. at yeah yeah it it just you, you don't want to come home and complain because there's so much going on in the world so you just kind of get quiet about it and that yeah. <clears throat> but then like you said that there's really good days bad days i had a fantastic end of the week because i got a lot of uh i got a lot of admiration a lot of comments uh on how good I've been doing at work and uh it just it felt really good I I got recognized for what I'm doing um got a lot you know a lot a lot of help from the people I work with and my boss and everything and it's just nice sometimes to be appreciated especially now when you're working so hard and you you don't really expect it but (laughs) everybody always loves that when you get it so and I, i've had a good week and this weekend has been really nice um again you guys will we, like we always say we'll be coming at you with new stuff we had some a uh, couple great interviews this yeah. weekend that made me feel really good both of them uh, made me cry mm-hmm. <laughs> which is good like and not crying like sadness but tears of joy and just elation so that it's I, i'm doing good you and, said and, so- and it's tough you know it's right now it's tough and sometimes sometimes it's hard to feel good also yeah to be in that moment uh, of like feeling good and I, I don't want to say like you almost feel guilty or anything but you kind of it's weird the ups and downs because like you said that that response it, it's not going to last things are always changing and fluxing and stuff so i don't know it, it's we're still navigating uncharted waters uh, well, ahead of us and, and that, that was we're in. that was the other thing that, that he said was that you know, when you're in the dip, just know that the rise is coming. Yeah. And that's true, man. And, you know, that's a hard thing to like, I don't know. It's like if you're, if, if you're crying and somebody's like, just stop crying. Don't be sad. Just stop. It's like, Fuck you, man. I'm fucking crying right now. <laughs> I, you know, you need to come out with more than that. The sun will come out tomorrow, bro. You know, every cloud has a silver lining, but. It is true. I mean, it's it, those cliche sayings are sayings for you a reason. You just said a moment ago, words are weighted. Yeah. So those little cliche strong words together have a weight. They hit you just right when somebody is really feeling you and says something loving or, or healing or comforting to you because they've been there. Or maybe they haven't, but they're just trying to make you feel better, mm. you know, like... Words can be a little blanket or a little band aid. I, 
I really feel like for a good portion of the people that listen to this show and and us here, like mental health has been a thing through it's been a thing for through all of this. Like yeah. it's it's for it was minute. before too, yeah. but even it's personified now, it underscored that you know. Well, it, maybe people that weren't having issues with mental health are now right seeing a rise in that yeah man like when we were moving from festival to festival and concert to concert interview to interview work week concert festival work week like oh mental health was not in the forefront of my mind there were times when i did way too much partying and my mental health would suffer but on the regular day to day that wasn't on my radar, but it has been a, um, I don't want to say a battle or a struggle cause that's not the right word, but like, um, a thing to deal a with, a thing to deal with. Yeah. Like, uh, like working out that same kind of thing. Like I have to pay attention to it now. Um, because I'm, I have been prone to those dips. And, um, like I said, a few minutes ago, man, the, one thing that I've realized and you guys out there, man, this is like, take this advice for what it's worth. If you're in that dip and nobody knows it, nobody can help. And that's fucked. Like if you're in that dip and your significant other or your friends or your family, or, or if you don't have anybody tell us like, it's super important to voice it just the simple act of like, Hey, I'm not feeling it. It lets the air it out does of the something, tire, man. It really fucking does. Like think about if you're holding in that information about yourself, that you're not feeling good, you're keeping it, you're holding it. Now it's become a mass. Now it's has weight but it hasn't been excreted from the body. So it's inside the body. And this is where we hold, how we get these trauma in our body. Like we hold it in our shoulders or in our stomach or in our chest. You know, we feel like people are, you know, crushing our chest or we get these massive headaches. We have to release these things. And even if you just say it to yourself in the mirror, I do that a lot. I will talk to myself a lot especially on my days <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I do. Because I, I'd rather tell myself about my bad day than anyone else. I really would. And so I just let it out. Sometimes it does what it it does to, to say to someone else, and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> I'll, I'll admit to that. Like, it doesn't always, but it always does do something. It, it lets, again, lets that air out of the tire. And just, I, get, I get that because I talk to myself. I always have talked to myself just the the process of vocalizing yes it. Mm-hmm. even if there's nobody there obviously it helps when you have a friend or somebody a loved one but it helps just to vocalize it mm-hmm. yeah and get it to speak it get it out there yeah, the world. Like, because then it is even if nobody was right there hearing it it is out exactly even like the uh, this is going to sound maybe sound cheesy but fuck it I, like, there it is no uh, <laughs> like, looking at yourself in the mirror and talking to yourself in the mirror, like feeling 
the feeling of the words that you're saying to yourself as if somebody were saying it to you. Do you get what I mean by that? Yeah, like yeah. sitting yourself down. Yeah, and being like, look, man, it's going to be okay. This isn't going to last forever. You're doing good. You're kicking ass. Just hang in there. It's going to be all right. Like saying that to yourself while you're looking yourself in the eye and feeling damn Darwin snoring. <laughs> I was going to say, I just wanted to, uh, to yeah, say call something it out. so everybody knows that Mel, uh, Aaron, me, none of us have a breathing problem <laughs> or anything like that. Darwin. If you hear in the back, Darwin is uh, getting a heavy snore on right now. It's funny. He's laying over yeah. on the other side of the table. Just He's <sighs> out. Anyway, looking at yourself like that and then feeling the weight of the words, like... It, That's what I was talking about earlier. Rad. What yeah, I was letting myself off the hook kind of a thing, mm. you know? That's mm-hmm. that's what I meant like in that same way that we can be our um, you know, that friend, that ear, we can also be the person that's like giving ourselves the shit. So it was this week that I decided don't give yourself the shit. And you know, so not even decided. It just it kind of was just you let yourself off the fucking yeah, hook finally. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that's been a really cool thing that happened recently was um, meeting Jenny and, oh, and Brady. Oh, wow. Um, Beadwork by Jenny and, and her man Brady uh, hung out with us and it was family dinner night and it was super cool, man. And that really like eased the ease the pressure too and i'm looking forward to hanging out with them again and we were looking forward to them here in the interview yeah we were closing an episode with them and that's coming out that was awesome to finally get to hang out with them and yeah i'm meeting more family is always good it's uh widening the circle and enlarging the tribe and spreading the mycelium Simple road. I don't even feel like it's making the circle larger. I feel like the circle's infinite and we're just f- the people that are. It. Yeah. Yeah. Like the people we're just finding, like, I don't even say f- the attraction, that attraction to each other. Cause when, like, somehow Apple met them, then later on, you and I around the same time both wanted her to be on, but then she also wanted to be on. And mm-hmm. like, it was synchronicity. Yeah. Very. And, and that's just kind of how no simple road has been for a lot of things. Yeah, man. That, that, I mean, we've said this so much, but this show and you guys are the best. It And what's been a really highlight of our entire time here in Portland. Yeah. Like this stage and phase of, apple aaron in my life has been with mostly with you guys just one year into living here <laughs> that's true yeah. it's you guys are, are on this ride with us for this part of our life which is such a i don't even know what it is to be honest i don't it, it's it's cool don't know what it is because it keeps changing yeah it, it's it's been a blessing it's been something that i've had to get used to it's been a great way to let things out it's been a it's been weird to have to hold things in you know because that's happened also like this it's just been such a fantastical relationship and i'm really just grateful and proud of what we we do here 
Yeah, it's very it's very fulfilling. And I, I just got to add something in here, and it's funny to let them in behind the behind the scenes a little because this is funny that Aaron sometimes because he is the conductor gets word like like. Oh my gosh! Aaron, worry like like we'll have He's one week, one weekend. <laughs> we you know we usually have several episodes that are uh, recorded, ready to go, and uh, like one weekend will go by without a guest, and we have a weekend off. Like we took uh, New Year's weekend off yep. with nothing to record and aaron's like man i need your guys help we got to start coming up with yeah, we, we didn't ha- have anything scheduled when it I sounded said, more yeah, like yeah we had and this is the boy this is the funny part is getting at that voice me and mel were on the patio the other morning talking out shit because we both threw a bunch of names at them these people will, will eventually get it have been on our list but but uh, all of a sudden, like this weekend, we had three interviews. Next weekend, we got started. I mean, all of a sudden, we're just like booked up again. People, a lot of times, people reaching out to us. And I was talking to Mel, and she just did that. But she's all, oh, I bust his balls about it. It's like, oh, I, need, I can't even do it. She just did it. I don't know. Uh-huh. And I just I just lost my shit, started cracking <laughs> up. I was like, and, the, and then Aaron came back out, was like, what are you guys laughing at? And when she no, told dude. him, he like looked at us like, screw you guys. Like, it was just it's fun it was funny and it was cute Aaron. it's cute because he really you you just care so much about the show i do yeah. i think about it every second we know you do and it's great and it's also funny because yeah like you were saying it doesn't just happen for you guys it yeah. just happens and but Fuckers. it does fucking happen like <laughs> people do like like apple said okay so maybe we won't seek someone out but then another person will be like hey i'm interested in coming out or, or i know this guy or exactly yeah. or you know one of our previous you know like you know people that we work with will be like hey i've got this new band and so it always works itself out and when the stress comes and it's starts coming down on air and it's just hard for me and apple not to crack up because we know it's going to be fine but you know you know what he knows it's going to be fine yes, too but that's that part of him that 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 little bit of a worrying mm-hmm. yeah the nurture uh, i don't know what to do <laughs> no, i was watching um joe rogan and uh it was a recent interview and i kind of can't remember who he was speaking to but the guy was like damn joe like you guys built this studio in Austin and like you've done like thousands of episodes and they were talking about when Rogan first, the first couple of episodes that he did before it was ever anything like it was him and, and another comedian like talking about MMA or something. And uh, Joe was like, dude, this thing does itself now. Like, all I got to do is show up. Mm-hmm. This thing completely has a mind of its own. Yeah. And, and the guy was like, what do you mean? He, he was like, I can't explain it to you. This thing happens whether I'm pushing it to happen or not. Like it's, it's got its own momentum and I am not comparing no simple road to the Joe Rogan podcast. You we, can, but I, I do feel I like understand that. It. I, I understand what he means by that. Like, I think at first it there was a force of will involved with this, like um, intention and, and pushing to make something happen. And then 
that thing happens and then it's just doing it. It's like a perpetual motion machine. You created a baby and babies don't stay babies. Mm -mm. They grow into toddlers. They grow into kids, preteens. But they always need nourishment. They, they need attention, but you don't need to wipe your 18 year old's butt anymore. No, that'd be just weird. You know? I mean, it's under certain circumstances that sure. this happened, okay. but you know, It'd still be weird. What I'm saying is, you is it, it's free. you don't need to take care of kids like little babies, their entire phase of their life. You know, like there's, there's growth. Same thing with the relationship. You know, you're not always trying to court your wife. If you've been married for 50 years. Yeah, it's fun. But that courting stage is not necessarily over over but it's, it's just different not, it's different it evolves it changes their love is still there the attention's still there but it it's different and so the show itself it's a it's its own entity it's not undescript mm, that makes sense totally so, I get it. Yeah. So people wanting to come on the show is natural because this show is a thing. It's just weird to be us. Period. That's the end of the sentence. No, um, it's just weird to be <laughs> us. And then like to come to grips with the fact that there's people that want to come on this podcast. I don't ever think about that's weird. Like that. That's I, Do you think about it like that? Avil? No, not, I mean, not, not that it's weird. I, I guess not weird, but I, 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 I it's constantly, constantly like flattered by it. That, so like, wow, really? You want people, people like us. It's, it's, they want to, they want to be on this forum. It's more than like <clears throat> flattery or like, it's, I, I'm a music fan. You know what I mean? Like I'm me just, we're just us. And I, there's times when I'm like, totally get it. And okay. And, that's cool, yeah. And then there's times where I'm like, really? Good. Really? You should, you fucking, still, you you should always wanna, have you that. Fucking come on our show and talk to us. Man? Always. Okay. Like, well, tell you, it's like, it's it's like love. People kind of it's constant when people come on. It's love. They love. They want to come on. It 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 feels like being loved. And sometimes that's hard. Sometimes you're in a bad mood. You don't feel like you deserve love and stuff. There's well, times. I where, have to you know, say the two interviews that we did this weekend, the one we did yesterday. Can I say their name? Yeah. With International Orange. And then we did one today with Jamel from. Um, AKA Jamal. AKA Jamal from YouTube. Um, and he does reaction videos. And both of those interviews, it just set me something good. Like cloud nine, but like in my heart. And it amazes me what this show, how it feeds me. Us, yeah. yeah. You know, yes, definitely us, but I'm just personalizing it, how it feeds me into like, just when I thought like, okay, what else can we do? Or just when I thought like, okay, we did this or it finds newer ways to be fresh and to bless me and, yeah, it's a live, breathing, kicking, screaming machine. Well, let's take care of this baby. Full of love. Yeah. And, you know, this episode that we're about to let you guys in on with Space Camp, this was one of those interviews. I remember when we were done, we were jazzed. Oh, my gosh. When this I, thing was over. I've been saying that a lot. Like, there's, a, I said that with Space Camp, and I said it today with Jamel. Like, I've certain 
guess it feels we like have, family. Yeah, it feels like my literal family. Like, of course, no simple road family as well, but my family that I literally grew up with. Family. Yeah, and it was kind of a really beautiful thing to be reminded of that. Yeah, man, these guys are are dope. And um, speaking of dope, let's do the business. Do it. So follow us on all social media platforms at No Simple Road. And if you are a Facebooker, you can join the No Simple Road family group over there on Facebook. And um, hey, patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road is the place where you can go and you can sign up to become a patron of No Simple Road, like our new $20 patron, Abigail H. Abigail. Abigail. What's up? Yeah. Chan donator, Abigail. Mel has something special that she's going to hook you up with and I have something special I'm going to hook you up with and we appreciate you and we speak your name Abigail I've just always loved the name Abigail too just gonna say that it's a dope ass name yes Um, but yeah that is how we pay the bills over here at No Simple Road apart from the advertising dollars that we get which aren't very much let me tell you something it is the Chan donators that put the gas in the tank and allow us to keep creating the content for you guys and having these wonderful conversations and spreading love and talking about mental health and having fun and bringing new bands to you and old bands to you and history and fun and all the stuff that we all do. All kinds of stuff. So that is how we pay for this thing that is called No Simple Road. So if you are so inclined 2020 wasn't so hot for us. 2021 isn't looking so great financially either. We need your help. Patreon.com forward slash no simple road. One word. Go over there. Become a Chan donator. Do it. Do it now. And, and if the other thing we haven't said in a little bit either is something you can do that involves no money or anything like that, which I know a lot of you do because we do it when we love something. Suggest us to somebody that you know. Yep. A family, family, friend, something like that. So that spreading the word of mouth of this show helps so much. We've done enough shows now that there is a lot of different content content is. that somebody out there that you know will love the music or the person that we're talking to. Yep. And if you want to do something that doesn't cost any money at all, if you have. OK, look, I'm just going to be real with you guys for a minute. Check it out. If you listen to No Simple Road every week, when we put out a new episode, you're one of those people that gets a notification or you're one of those people that looks for when we drop a new episode and you haven't left a five-star review on Apple Podcast, shame on you. Why? I know. I think shame. Mel just, I think Why? me and Mel no, both looked at the same time. We haven't had a review <laughs> yeah, we did. since November 23rd. Apple and I always, we rush to see who's going to be first. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then whoever's first gets to read it, which is fine. There's, you know, it's our little game. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, but ser- seriously, Aaron's don't cost true. nothing. And, and like, check it out. We need a 2021 review. What? Last what? one was in November. November Before 23rd. Christmas. We, we didn't before get Christmas love. We did not get New Year's love. <laughs> we didn't get Thanksgiving this is, love. This is called motivation through guilt. Also, what's no. that? What's that? Uh, what's that? Tepin line? 971-808-1524. That number again is 971-808-1524. Operator standing by 24 hours a day, seven <laughs> days a week. Take your call. Those are fun, guys. Do that. Yeah. Go ahead and call in. Tell us about your favorite New Year's story or tell us your cat's name. That would be fun. Or how you met your spouse. Those are always super fun, too, because the Google Translate is never right. It's always a goofy, silly thing. And then we listen to the person's voice after 
seeing the Google Translate yeah. part. And check this out, you guys. I have some news that's coming from news? from uh, No Simple Road and Osiris. It's coming soon. Can't tell you yet, but I can tell you this. There are a bunch of awesome podcasts on Osiris Media. You guys, if you like fish, there used to be three fish podcasts. There was the Helping Friendly podcast, Under the on Scales, Osiris, yeah. and um, damn it. Under the Scales. I said that. Oh. Helping Friendly. I said that. <laughs> damn it. I can't remember the third one. Uh, you're killing me right now. I'm dying over here. It is now, all three of them are now Undermine. So three, three, three podcasts in one, <laughs> Undermine. There's also <laughs> like three, 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 three <laughs> podcasts in one. There's also Past, Present, Future Live. There's Eric Krasno Plus One. There's Comes uh, a Time. Comes a Time. There, there's, I am very proud to be a part of Osiris Media. You guys should go check out all the other podcasts on our network. And I can't wait to tell you guys the news. I'm so excited. It's coming soon. Just hang on. Maybe a couple of weeks. And I'm going to tell you a secret. And then... A podcast that is not on our network that you guys should go check out is called Dead and Gone. And this was created by Payne Lindsay, the creator of Up and Vanished and Radio Rental. And what he did is he partnered with this dude, Jake Brennan, who's the guy that hosts Disgraceland. And they made this podcast called Dead and Gone. So what the deal is, is 1985, two fans of the dead were brutally murdered and the cops arrested this dude who was found guilty and sentenced to death. But for 30 years, rumors have gone around the Grateful Dead community that the police got the wrong dude. So what they did is they created this Dead and Gone podcast. And it's a 10-part investigative series that dives deep into this 35-year-old case and uncovers brand new information like new witnesses with stories that point towards an alternative suspect who is still out there. And man, this is a super engrossing, really, really well-produced podcast go check it out dead and gone search it you should go listen to it darwin's snoring his ass off we're gonna get you to the interview are you guys ready ready i'm ready to hear space camp adu yeah, and oski thank you again for coming thank and blessing us with your presence you guys and if you all out there are ready you should take a minute before you start the interview and go follow them on social media yeah and download their album Show these guys the Electric No Simple Road lemonade. family love. Without further ado, the No Simple Road crew gives you Space Camp.
astronauts and dancing bands. Yeah. Smell the freedom in the air. Flowers in the hair, sour in a cone. Home in the eyes, can't leave her alone. Cherry lines on my bone. Recite a bone, no words to the zone. Yeah, we all sing along. Keep on trucking a little further down the line. Those are mine, don't matter. Those are matter, don't mind. A friend of the devil's a friend of mine. Summer alone, dilated eyes. Scarlet begonias, wrapped in What's up, man? I'm Aaron. How you doing, brother? Very well, man. I'm at Dill. I do. Good to meet you guys, man. And I'm going to let these guys. I'm Mel. Thank you so much for coming on. And we've been jamming the whole afternoon, chilling, cool vibe. So thanks for for prepping me for the interview today. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm the third one here. I'm Apple. And I'm so glad you guys joined us. We are just digging what you guys are doing man. Mm-hmm. yeah man thank you so much thank you for having us so just for the people that are um, out there i know you already gave us your names but tell them what the name of your band is and what y'all do uh yeah uh, our group is called space camp um and we are both vocalists so uh we both um just do kind of lead lead vocals um our production is from uh, a guy named rob the viking so he brings in um basically a studio studio band um so we have one producer and he basically puts everything together he, he mainly does the synth and stuff like that so he brings in the drummer and the guitarist and stuff like that oh shit so so the music that we're hearing isn't beats and tracks it's actual live oh yeah, musicians. yeah it's live instrumentation oh shit live instrumentation. oh that just took it to a whole new level right there that that's fucking badass, man. So how did you guys get hooked up with Rob the Viking? He sounds rad. Yeah, um, Rob Rob is uh, used to be a – he used to produce – well, I guess he still does. There was a group uh, out of um, Vancouver, um, B.C., called Swollen Members, um, and they were a pretty big, um, like, underground hip-hop uh, act in the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, 
And uh, so touring, I, I, I did some tour management for the one guy from that group. Um, I met Rob um, in, in Vancouver through that. And I was just always a fan of his sound. Um, so as soon as Oski and I um, got together, I was like instantly like, you know, Rob is the guy for us to, to, to because we wanted to be able to be a band, but we don't have, we don't, we don't have uh, a band. Right. Yeah. So I said, yeah, I said, so uh, I, I felt Rob was the perfect person because he, he's, he's really into vintage sound. Um, he collects, you know, he can play pretty much everything. And, um, and he just knows so many amazing musicians that I figured he was the guy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, so take it back to, you said when you knew you wanted to be, you know, a band, how did you like, how'd that happen? How'd you guys hook up? Oh, we were at a, we were at a local show and a dude came up to me and asked me if I wanted to be in a group and make music <laughs> together. Right. And originally we were trying to be like these stoniest people out there, like, you know, like Red and Math, like okay. that type of vibe. Like, you know, like real hip hop oriented. And then around the first album, after the first album dropped, like we wanted to start taking our sound to like a whole new different level. So we really started to dive deep into classic rock, into the reggae sound, into stuff more like that where we can blend genres. Yeah. Right. We wanted to blend some genres together and see what we could create. And we created Electric Lemonade, man. And the ball's been rolling ever since. So fucking Yeah, I think touring. Yeah, I think I think being on like, we went on tour together, and like when you're on the road and, and you kind of really get to know each other and like know what each other's influences are, know what each other's like. We we really realized that we liked a lot of the same stuff that was outside of the realm of like necessarily what we were making when we first got together. Mm. So um, you know, we were able to be like, wow, like you know, let, let's just do everything that we really love and and um, you know, push your lines a little bit. Yeah. No limits. That's great from the mm-hmm. beginning, you know, like let's just do whatever. And I love both your vocals. Oh my gosh. You guys remind me of so many people that I love in my life. And also like a, a good, like the vibe that's coming from, you know, from the, the production and, and from your, your voices is you guys found like, you guys found a magic trio. Yeah. you know, with what you're doing because it's fun too. It's kind of silly, which I love. <laughs> Don't take Thank things you. so serious too, but you could still get into a real good groove and just, you know, I just, I, I appreciated it. I'm kind of glad that I waited <laughs> to really, cause I've heard your music before. I don't know how, but I've, I've probably heard, for me. Yeah. Well, like before this, before, mm-hmm. before the song, the song homegrown, she was yeah. like, I know she's all, I know, I know this. Cause yeah. she was singing it. And also I, I learned <laughs> lyrics really quick too. That's, I love that about your positive lyrics and it's not cheesy positive <laughs> it's real Thank you. you know what i mean I, I feel like you're you're joking with yourself seriously yeah right. absolutely yeah i think it, it, there's a problem when people start like acting way too serious all the time oh, shit, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, you have to have a good time like everybody everybody likes to go to like amusement park or like you know what i'm saying everybody yes. likes to have fun everybody likes to smile you know People that act like they want to be serious all the time, yeah, I feel sad for them. You know, I do too, man. Because when you can laugh, it just takes the pressure off, like at least half, you know, fifty percent, if not all of it. You know, you get a genuine laugh or a genuine like, oh yeah, you know, (laughs) and it relieves like 
so much pressure and that's what i feel with your music it's like it, it's a alleviates pressure mm. it calms you down it puts you in a space and it feels like we're all chilling smoking up together that, dun, dun, dun. That, like just that's have, what it's like. it's like it's like you guys are like really good weed yeah i was sitting out there li- checking out the videos kind of catching up and i, I was like i was i wasn't really planning on getting stoned yet today and i was like oh Fuck that! <laughs> lit, it lit up the joint and fucking it made my day. Me and Aaron had a fun morning of oh, crawling on the roof, cleaning rain gutters because of leaks and stuff. So he's more worn out than me. And I put that on. It put me. It was like good for my head, the music, and then it got me back and it brought me back down and was like, okay, you know, man. The the thing that got me was like, I remember we moved from Vegas to Portland in 2016, right? And uh, I remember a day Mel and I were driving up the freeway and we were listening to, um, I just told you the fucking kid's name two minutes ago. Astro world. Oh, Oh, Travis. We were listening to Travis Scott. And, um, I was like, you know, Mel, it's coming that the grateful dead world and hip hop world are, are gonna overlap there. It's gonna, it's happen. It's gonna happen soon. This is in 2016. And I was like, I can't fucking wait. I can't wait to see what it looks like. And then yeah. you guys popped up and I was like, oh, well, there it is. Well, fucking perfect. Yeah. It was my favorite when Astroworld came out because Aaron will listen to hip hop like when we got it on the background. But but when that came, I was like, dude, you got to listen to the lyrics. Give this and was rapping about DMT and everything. He was like, holy shit. Yeah, they're, they're, it's, it's happening. So that, but that was the thing that got me with you guys. That that's what pulled me in was that crossover, the Grateful Dead and and hip-hop and i'm curious man how how did you guys find that that grateful dead vibe where did it come from so it's crazy so the the for me like the grateful dead by accident is what kind of got me into wanting to make music so Mm. like when i was uh when and and this is years later i didn't even realize this until years later but uh when i was a kid basically every weekend we would go to my mom's cousin's house and, uh, and, and so her son was about 10, he's about 10, 15 years older than me. And he played the drums in the basement. It was just rugs on the wall and lava lamps. And he, he, he would, you know, go on these tours where he would just, you know, he would follow the dead around, you know, he's a lot guy. And, um, and, and I just remember the tapes, you know, I just remember that he had taper tapes and, um, I remember not so much the music. I, but I remember like the aesthetic of I uh, loving the way things look. And then like fast forward, like years and years later, I'm like, I'm touring and, and like, I, you know, as a teenager, I got very, I dove into um, like graffiti and, and just mm-hmm. kind of like the hip hop culture overall. So that was the direction that I went. So years later, I'm like touring and I'm like on the road and, um, we're small, you know, we're playing dive bars and stuff like that. And it's a tight community. It's a tight scene. And so we would play like, for instance, if we play Eugene and maybe Portland and then maybe, um, you know, Vancouver, Washington, we see the same kids coming three nights in a row, you know, or the same thing in different regions. Um, it'd be like, and started to have this like family and friends, like, um, kind of vibe, you know, like where, you, you know, people showing up with tattoos and, and different things like that. 
And just this like real community kind of thing of like, it, it didn't feel like we have any kind of fans. It felt like we were like real family and friends. So then um, the dead comes back abound because I just love the aesthetic. And I, I started thinking like, wow, you know what, man? I started thinking back to when I was a kid and I was like, yo, the, my cousin was like really heavy into the dead. And this is probably like maybe 2000, maybe eight or nine. And, and, uh, and so I started, I kind of dove into the rabbit hole and just started listening, you know, and, and, and I started with like touch of gray because that was the video that I remembered. And, and that was what I remembered. And I started with that. And, um, and I just started loving the music. And I, I think anybody that's like our age that says that like, they got into the dead first from the music is lying, right? You got into the dead, like our age guys got into the dead first because like we love the tie dye and we love the designs and we love the bear and we love Bertha and yeah. then the music, yeah. and then the music, you know? So I'm not like one of these guys that's going to sit here and lie and be like, yeah, man, I've been listening to the dead since I was, you know, that's not the truth. You know what I mean? Like I, I never got to see Jerry. The first show that I ever got to see was like dead and company, like, you know, three or four years ago is the first time I got to see a live, um, event I couldn't afford to go to Chicago, you know, or anything like that. So um, for me, that's kind of how the dead came into the whole thing. And then when we were on tour, it, it like as soon as we got to San Francisco, I'd always be like, yo, we have to go to Nashbury. We got to go to the house and, you know, go to Hippie Hill. And just that whole culture um, it just really influenced us, you know, and like that's what we're listening to in the car uh, while we're driving around. And then slowly but surely, you know, I came up on this huge like taper collection and uh, that's just all we were listening to. Dude. Can, I, I have, like, what do you think of their lyrics? Because do you two write lyrics, correct? Right? You guys both yeah, write yeah. your music. Yeah, like, what do you think about their mute, that, that, the lyrics and how they put across such a Their lyrics are heavy. Right? Right. They're heavy, right? They're, they're so heavy, but their sound is so light. Right. Like you think like if you're not really paying attention to the words, you think they're talking about like the most happiest thing in the world. Right. Right. But, but if you pay attention and like take away the guitars and all that and just strip it down to the words, it's some heavy shit. They're yes. getting he's getting they're getting real. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So imagine I didn't know nothing about that. Go take whatever sacrament we take and listening to the, that music, it unlocks something and that yeah. is part of the family that you're like, holy shit, I can be this real and this vulnerable with this many people like yeah. what? And they're all singing the same song and it might not be the same message, of course, but it's the same feelings that we're feeling mm -hmm. yeah. and we're feeling them together. And that is such a heavy creative tripped out way well, to put it embedded in music there's like that. nowhere else that that happens other than nowhere. that, that no, i can think the of. unity yeah the unity at, at, at a show and like i said i, I wish i would have been able to really you know see that and and, and not, not taking anything away from dead and company at all but like the that vibration is whew. so um it was crazy as uh like i guess their fall, they did a fall tour and they came to Philly. I, I want to say, I guess it's three years ago now. And, um, and my buddy had got like, got his seats and, and, and whatever. And my father, my father passed away the night before the show. Oh my gosh. Oh, no. And I was like, yo, I'm not going, you know, like, I, I, you know, obviously. And, uh, and I remember my mom being like, yo, you should, you should go, you know, like you should go to the show. Mike, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. you're not going to be a thing. And, uh, 
and and the crazy shit you know obviously you never know what they're gonna play you know what i'm saying you never know <laughs> like man that, you know whatever so um my, my father's name was john and i was like man it'd be so dope if they played uncle john's band oh, you know and like it'd be so dope if they played that and i i got to the show and i and i, I can say for sure i had like a spiritual experience that night you know obviously i wasn't fully in my head and and I was like pretty much dead sober that night and I still was, you know, just in, in another place. And, um, it, it was like, they, they, I know they opened their second set. They did like a 25 minute version of dark star. And I just like, I, I just like went to another place and it was one of the most right. beautiful, you know, experiences that I ever had. And then, and then a couple of years, uh, two years later, I, I had another, like crazy just experience um just like what you were saying like that unity among the among everybody and just feeling like a really one and losing yourself for you know the the hours it was it's amazing you know that you 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 said something you're like i'm not gonna lie it was the aesthetic that drew me in yeah my first show was in 1989 that was what drew me in for real like yeah it, me and this dude have been friends forever since I since was twelve. I'm, yeah, I'm forty nine. He's fifty. Fifty one. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but the aesthetic we did because he's he's a good artist and you used to sketch dead stuff. Before yeah. We were before into, I ever even listened to him, I was drawing you see the all shit. The album covers and, and and I remember like taking acid with this guy and listening to like Hendrix and the Doors like Biz back in the day and. uh always wondering like what the fuck is up with that grateful dead country shit like <laughs> why why is that like a thing that goes together with psychedelics why are people taking acid and listening to country music doesn't make any sense and when i went to my <clears throat> first show i walked in there and had that i mean i got puddled in a lot and whatever but like i wasn't ready for that the 18 year old me was not ready for what was about to go down. I thought I was going to a concert. I had no fucking clue. When he was a punker, he walked in with the misfits shirt on and like a a mohawk. Yeah. Stole it. And just like that being confronted with 30,000 telepathic motherfuckers in one space at the same time and realizing like, Oh shit, this isn't in my head. This is real. And it is in my head Mm -hmm. and it's in their head. And like, we're all here together. Oh shit. That was like completely altering. Right. And it blows my mind that 30, whatever fucking years later, you're telling the same fucking story, dude. Like, what is that shit? What do you think that is? That thread? I don't know. It's just beautiful. <laughs> you know, well, well said. It, well said. It, it, That's it, true. It, it's, just, it, it, it's just beautiful, man. They, they, there's something about the way that they are able to incorporate the listener mm. uh, that no other band or yes. no other group has ever. I, I, I don't think has even come close to. You know, like right. uh, that. Like there is. I mean. Just even going to the shows that I've gone to, like, you know, going down on Shakedown Street and, and just being around in the parking lot, like, you know, it's it's its own thing. It's its right. own. I So I can't imagine being able to go in 89 when it was like more people in the parking lot than there was in the shows, you know, like that would have been. the. It the was like amazing. stepping out of the car into another planet. Like yeah. for real, and it was a city. It was, it was like, as what far the as you could fuck see. Did I just city. get myself into? And like, 
feeling like that feeling of you don't know the rules of the road, like you don't know how this shit works and you're fucking wet behind the ears, but everybody was chill. And that was the thing that drew me in. And it's the thing that you just said. It's that feeling of family and community, man. And what really trips me out is now all these years later, like the dead have been around like 50 plus years, right? That music is still spawning new shit by it's like an, it's like a virus almost like that you get infected by that thing. And then because of that thing, you move out into the world and start doing your version of that thing. And that's what you guys are doing. And, and yeah. you've, you've taken it even a step further by taking a, a genre and a culture that, that was like, I, I don't take this the wrong way, but like opposite. If you yeah, look absolutely. at the old I mean, hip hop culture. Yeah, and, Jerry, I, saw, I saw interviews with Jerry where he was like, rap isn't music. Right. <laughs> and you put the two together and it, and it, it, comes out i feel the same feeling that vibration is i can feel it come through with the music that you guys are making and it, it's it it's a strange thing to me like it's like an ingredient in in a sauce or something and you're like no matter what kind of sauce it is that ingredient is in there you could taste it you know what i mean it's like yeah, yeah. oh shit okay so it, i'm i, I want to know like once you're like touring and you're driving around listening to the dead and doing your thing, you've gone to shows. Did that alter the way that you guys do your writing and, and the way that you approach your flow? I think, I think so. Kinda, it, yeah. In the way that, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Kind of. Yeah. I would say, I would say more, more for me, I'm a, like an experienced dude, right? Like I, I draw inspiration from like personal experiences yeah. and like experience others. All right. And for the past, I would say like three years, I've been heavily into psychedelics and going through those experiences while I've been on psychedelics, right? So I think that's what like kind of changed my format of writing, you know, and like even like the creations of songs, right? And with this guy, like we experience things together. So it's like we try to like replicate that with our music. You want our music a little journey. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's again, the, the similarities are a trip, man. Well, like, it, it, I, okay. Like when you guys are like your raps, I love how you pick up right or the others. It's almost, you guys have completely distinct voices and style. However, it's so hard it for the transition. Like you, like if you're not paying attention, it feels like one voice. That's oh, beautiful mm-hmm. to me. That's Thank what you. I notice in in that in your guys' style is like no matter what you guys it's more than a compliment it's like getting on the same weight same wavelength and like I don't know the voice it becomes one yeah it's like the same yeah, frequency it's that frequency same wave. <laughs> yeah it's the same wave but your your flavor you know yeah I I think too the uh, I think um, not just the Grateful Dead but the whole the whole 60s kind of that that whole culture like all the music that came out then um i think that it that helped us kind of make our sim- more simple but try to be more powerful if that makes any mm. sense so like whereas the old record you might if maybe you're talking about let's say we're talking about uh you know smoking grass um you know 
it might have been much more blunt and much more like rolling up, you know, da da da. When you know we're listening to these guys, man, Jimmy and and and, and the Dead, and all these guys were talking about heavy stuff, but like your mom could listen to it and yes. swear that they're talking about you know <laughs> something different, and your five year old kid could listen to it, and it's safe but dangerous. Yes, and I think oh, that's shit. the thing about. I think the thing that that's the thing about like the Grateful Dead culture too, like kind of going back to what you're saying about the, the the whole culture of it. I think that's the thing that's maybe the most appealing, especially to younger generation, is that it's it when you're there, you feel safe, but it's dangerous. Hell you know yeah. what I mean? It, it, it's not, it, it's not, you're not in a, you know, it's not a, you know, there's definitely you gotta watch stuff your back. going on. And it's definitely <laughs> all kinds, every, everything is there, you know, all, all, all the debauchery, but you feel safe. And, 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 and and I think that that's what we want to do is well, we want to be uh, we want to be a group that definitely is pushing the limits and is definitely like talking about very heavy things and serious things. At the same time, I think that we want to be a, a, a safe place for for um, people to, to be able to go and have fun and and, and feel like it, it doesn't, you know. They don't have to feel any kind of weird way with it, you know. Yeah, that's a it's a trip that you said, like you, when you are out touring when the world's not completely out of its mind um that there's community that you're seeing the same people at shows and and that that's a thing that's happening i i think i i don't think i know that people are hungry for connection and and family and and i'm not just talking about like the family that you're that's imposed upon you by your birth i'm talking about the family that you choose that that's your friends that you're you know your found your found family yeah you sometimes you don't have to choose you just both know it or or you know whoever like you just meet somebody and like oh that's my brother i i just know it you know but you said you said something a minute ago man You, you said i'm an experienced guy i don't like listening to other people's thing i want to experience it myself i'm the same way like if I read a book about going somewhere, it, it all it does is make me want to go there and find out what it was. And and that's how psychedelics were for me too, man. I, I remember like reading um, the electric Kool-Aid acid test book back in before I started taking acid. And like, I knew people that read that and they were like, oh shit, I'm never doing acid. All that did is make me like, I'm going to find out what the fuck is going on. Why is that the way, you know? What do you think is the biggest transformational thing that's happened to you since you're starting your journey with psychedelics? Oh man. I think I think it's just made me like realize things like with myself, right? That like kind of like was like What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York. A podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Not making me be the person I could be, right? Because prior I was doing a whole bunch of stuff and moving completely different. And like in that time, we made zero music, right? Like we made zero music. We toured, but we made zero music. Like there was like 
we were getting hit these lemons, right? We call them lemons. We were yeah. getting throwing a whole bunch of lemons at us. But like, I feel like that was because I was also like not really focused on what I was doing, mm. right? And like, I started doing psychedelics and then going through these experiences all over with people and stuff. And then I realized like, I need to start changing my behaviors. Mm. And I need to start concentrating on stuff that I want to do. And then like a year later, we make the album album's beautiful and like we've been getting way better results than what we did with like the first album it's it's like, energy know? so at least for me like it's helped me be a better person wow wow man that's how did you get introduced to that all of a sudden three years ago yeah. no, i don't i don't mean who will i just mean like yeah what was the dude's name like, that gave you your first hit that's no, not where, that's not where i'm coming from but you know what i mean like at like you, you can't <laughs> that's not where we're coming from that's not what i meant it was it was, it was my it was my it was my um my baby mother's right the, the mother of my child's cousin his name is gibbs like <laughs> he, just, he just gave me a tab one day and i stood outside and stared at the stars under like 20 degree weather whoa with just a shirt on, no jacket, and the whole time he's like, "Yo, you need to come inside," and I'm like, "You don't understand." He's like, "I understand, bro. I get it. I get it. Like, come inside." And I'm like, "No, this is where I need to be." Right? Yeah. And it's been a journey ever since then. You know that it is where you need to be. It, 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 yeah. It's the. I hate to be cliche, but I'm going to do it anyway. It's the Grateful Dead lyric. Been there so long, he's got to call in at home. It's it, it's that right there. Yeah. You you have that moment of like, oh shit. I'm connected to everything out there. Everything out there is connected to me. What I do matters in this world and it ripples out and it causes and affects everything in my world yeah. and the people around me. And then you have to start moving different. And and yeah. that that's where that's like, I remember hearing people talking about integration and integrating the psychedelic experience and all these fancy fucking words. And I'm like, what the hell are they fucking talking about? I think that's what they're talking about is figuring out how to be a human being again once you have your mind blown like that. Because that yeah, shit ain't yeah. easy. That's scary, man. Yeah, it's it's a great ego checker, right? It's a great ego checker, right? Like yeah, if somebody has a big ego, you slip them some fungi or some little Lucy, man, and you shut up real quick. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's the thing about the psych. Yeah, it'll let you know what's up. <laughs> you, oh yeah let you know what's up you know like you're not in check you know you don't you don't got no control of nothing you know what i'm saying like you have control of everything and have nothing at the same time you totally. know it's a, it's a crazy thing yeah and what you said about getting different results man that that that's a beautiful lesson right there man that and, is that's that's tough because it took me 46 years to figure that shit out it like for real I would try stuff and it would be okay, but it wasn't right. And trying to force it and it's not happening. Yeah. And then just not being able to figure out where I fit and how I want to move and not working. And then once we started doing this, it just started happening. It was weird. Like yeah. the universe so, started feeding it's back. That, it's, it's like letting love in, right? Like, like, like for me, um, I, I, like I, I ate a lot of mushrooms and, and stuff like that when I was in, in high school and then took like, you know, throughout the years here and there, whatever. But um, I, I did this. Uh, we were in um, Tahoe and um, so maybe like five years ago. And, and uh, this guy gave us this, this stuff called Changa. It's like uh, it's basically like natural, like smokable ayahuasca. Right. It's like DMT. Essentially, DMT. Right? Yeah, but, it's, it's like 5-MeO um, sort of. 
Yeah, yeah. So um, this shit, like before that, like he was saying, like moving completely different. Like this shit took me to a place that, like, man, <laughs> you just came back and said, "Whoa, okay." Uh, <laughs> like, I have to, you know, like, all right. And, and but but what it did is it like, love like it made me realize like before that I realized that I was always like I always had a chip on my shoulder. Um, I always didn't understand like well why is this guy able to do this and i'm not able to do this and i'm working harder i'm always like making excuses and making having this like almost like um you know dealing with with bitterness and jealousy and like almost like worried about what other people was was doing and for me um it, it just broke all that it just shattered all that and, and made me realize like yo like can deal with what you can control and only what you can control. Don't put energy into anything else. And really like, since I've been doing that, I met this guy um, and, and, you know, kind of got onto that positive path and, and, and it's been like off to the races since like the universe doesn't make mistakes. Right. So like once you, uh, once you kind of have your eyes open to those things, you can't close them anymore. You know, you can't, you can't yes. go back to, the scales the fall from your eyes. Yeah, man. No, I, I hear you 100%. It's like it's another like kind of cheesy phrase, but I love it. My dad always said that, and my mom, too. It's like you get out of life what you put into it. It's totally true. Right, yeah. If you're putting negativity out, and everything, that's what you're going to get back. You, you well, yeah. start it's hard. taking psychedelics and get, get flipped, and <laughs> you get but a good life. It's tough when we grow up in a culture that breeds competition. Yes. It, yeah. And it yeah. breeds co- a comparison. Yeah, and you can't get your shit done because you're looking over your shoulder at your buddy. Measuring your success by having more than the guy next to you. And putting right. everything in boxes yeah. and genres and, so and clicks. You, and you, you, you smoke some DMT and all of a sudden you're not your body anymore. And right. there's yep. an alien downloading computer viruses yeah. and yeah. shit in your head. <laughs> it's fucking on. Like, I... <laughs> we smoked some DMT a couple of years ago, man. And that uh, that trip is still affecting me today. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm still it's figuring still out us. what happened. <laughs> like yeah. unpacking. Yeah, I, I got back. a download of information, <laughs> like for real, that's still like the computer is still spitting out code. What were you what were you <laughs> yeah. about to say? Oh yeah, no, I came back with with with, with a bunch, and uh, and I was just like out here trying to turn dudes on, and 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 like I can say literally every person that 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 that, that was able to uh, able to say we call it the healer, mm-hmm. but uh, everybody everybody that was able to talk to the healer man has come out on some whole other like it's so crazy too because it was one particular uh, friend of mine, and this guy had did. Like, and when you're talking about like a hardcore guy that came up like the school of hard knocks, like this guy did years and years and years in, in, in prison, like a hard rock dude, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he was like, skating, you know, these guys. And I was like, oh my God, I've, I've known this guy since I was a little kid, like, you know, like since literally since we were, t- you know, f- five, six years old. And uh, I said, yo, brother, like, I'm telling you, man, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna help you out, bro. And yo, this guy, literally stop you know, he doesn't do anything illegal <laughs> like this guy is like yo this guy is <laughs> this guy is like in, yo and he took all of that like hustle mentality of like the street of what he was doing in the street turned it into a real 
legit business and this guy is thriving and he's like uh and he's like uh basically what uh like wait how you say yeah like an influencer like uh when you talk to people and make them like what is motivational all? speaker <laughs> wow. yeah legit. This guy, I, I i swear on everything this guy got a book deal write a book about this guy's crazy ass life dmt got me my book deal that's what that should be called dmt did that yeah but okay dmt are you not grateful and totally fucking scared of it like what i you know i learned respect from dmt mm-hmm. and i also learned kind of like back to the beginning when we were talking about that sense of humor and being able to laugh and oh, not take yourself seriously laugh like ass off. dmt put me in the most hysterical laughter i have ever ever gotten into it was almost like when you sneeze like a whole bunch of times in a row but you can't stop like it was so intense and so deep and it was just like we're fucking this everything is the same thing and there's nothing that's different from it and why are we spending our time like looking at a piece of sand for 50 hours we're like what are we doing with our time what are we and i love what you said oski about changing your habits because that is one of the biggest things that I've learned too through that's kind of been the thread through all of my trips and continued trips is change your habits that is how you make things happen in your life it's not these huge fucking big old things is you change your daily habits you change how you brush your teeth you change how you put your shit away you change how you eat you change how you prepare for yourself and everything that you do that you're preparing for is fucking thrives and when you don't then you have to like play catch up so you can't put all your good energy into your project because you're having to catch up oh shit i gotta go grab something to eat real quick oh man i didn't do my laundry oh my like it's all these little dumb shit that hangs you up it is it's true man that that i just remember coming out of that really intense dmt trip and laughing and crying at the same time tears streaming down my face going we're so stupid we're so (laughs) stupid what are we worried about we're so stupid like i kept seeing like mice running in a maze and like the dude just watching the mouse going what are you doing man why why just climb over the wall it's fine you know you're doing what are we doing so yeah man that the that's a game changer right there. That'll, um, like you said, that'll shut you the fuck up. So what, what <laughs> well, is the, the thing? It, well, no, sorry, Apple, go ahead. Well, I just the thing for me too. The DMT really did too is made me uh, like I wouldn't say afraid of death, but none of us want to die. It made me know that it was okay that there was something. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. saw like loved one. I well, not saw. I felt whatever. I felt that they they were there. The space was safe. It was a place that just made me feel like ever since doing that years ago, same time, it made me feel okay with everything. I'm not afraid as afraid as I was of what's to come and what's after that definitely did that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true, man. That's true. Cause you feel more connected. Like yeah, you feel more connected with the energy around you. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. You feel like electricity and you're all the, all it's all part of one. Yeah. And, you guys, 
after making electric lemonade and things start falling into place, like the world falls apart, right? All this shit's going on. So it's this weird, um, juxtaposition of, of the, your work doing really well. And then the outside world is in complete chaos, right? We're having it too. Like same, same exact thing. And, I'm wondering how you guys are dealing with that. How are you dealing with the state of things and how it's affected your flow and what you do and, and writing and creating and all that? It's set break. Yay, set break. I don't, have you ever been excited for set break? Yeah, because I've been dancing. My feet hurt. I want to put them up for a minute. I want to sit on my chair that I've been dancing on all night. Super weird. And though. also Apple's t-shirt. Yeah. It Why? needs some serious attention. Hey, what? I need a new T-shirt. Do you? Yeah, I'm tired of wearing these same old ones. You know, you know what you should do, Apple. What should I do? You should go to Shop Tour Bus and go check out the amazing merchandise these guys have, bro. You know what you're gonna see over there? T-shirts. You're gonna see amazing Grateful Dead inspired designs that aren't too on the nose. These aren't designs that like you're not gonna see a steal your face. You're not gonna see a bull. You're not gonna see. The old stuff that you've seen, they're gonna, they're gonna enlighten you with some really thoughtful and intelligent design work that they do over there. So go check it out. Go check out at Shop Tour Bus on Instagram or shoptourbus.com online. And they don't just have T-shirts; they've got hoodies and tote bags and sticker packs and all kinds of amazing stuff. And it's not just the thing that you ordered. That's not just it with with Shop Tour Bus, man. That this the thing that like drew them in for me to have them be a sponsor for no simple road is what they do with the packaging. When you order something from them, it's going to come to you in a hand design box with a one of a kind design on the inside with a grateful dead lyric or something cool on the inside. And then it's going to come with all kinds of extras in there too, like little trinkets and a cool little page. Candies. Yeah, candy. You never know what you're going to get. Stickers, all, all kinds of stuff. And some lucky people also get miracled a Grateful Dead bootleg in their order in the form of a cassette tape. So you never know. So you got to order all the time so that you can like increase. It's kind of like playing the lottery, you know, like you could order. Plus their, their designs are so dope. It's hard to pick one. True. So go. I ch- have several. You do. Yeah. Which one's your favorite? I, you know what? Transcendental because transcendental nightfall of diamonds. Transitive nightfall. Transitive. Oh, because Trans- it's en- it's transcendental. Too. No. <laughs> and it is transcendental. Yeah. No, but yes, because it has our logo in the back. But really, it's the feel of the T-shirt, and the design is really beautiful, and the color that it comes in. So. Yeah, that that design and is it's dope. my favorite, like sleep T-shirt. And next to the revivalists, they are hooking up the No Simple Road family with free shipping. So when you check out. Put it in the promo code No Simple Road. They're going to hook you up with free shipping. You may be one of those lucky miracle winners that gets a cassette tape bootleg in your box. And remember, man, this is part of the No Simple Road family. They have been our original and longest sponsor. Yeah, they have. They have stuck with us through thick and thin. So let's support them. You guys show them the No Simple Road family love. Put in the promo code No Simple Road when you check out at shoptourbus.com. At shop tour bus on Instagram and shop tour bus.com online. God, I got on a roll and couldn't stop. Anyway, you know what to do. Go take care of it, man. Later. Hey, man. What? Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey. Hey.
You know what? What? If you want to take care of yourself, your head, your body, your soul, all of those, you can come visit us at Define Premium Cannabis. We got two locations up here in the Portland area, one in Hillsboro, one in Forest Grove. I happen to work at the one in Hillsboro. And if you come to the one in Hillsboro Monday through Friday and business hours and Apple's there, if you come in and you ask for him, he will float out of the back dressed as a samurai warrior and he will draw his Ronin blade and he will tap the exact cannabis product that is perfect for your life. And hey, check it out, you guys. When we first moved up to Portland, one of the things that excited me was that weed was legal up here. But going into a dispensary was super fucking yeah, overwhelming. It definitely I would was. Walk in there and just be like, I don't know what I give me a joint and that eighth and not know what I wanted and walk out with the wrong shit. Define's mission is to match you with the product that you need, not just to sell you some bullshit and get you out the door, but to take care of the people that are coming in there and make sure that whatever's bothering them. They match them with a the product that can help them with that thing. And so that's Apple's we, mission. We take our time with yeah. our customers. And they, they make you feel comfortable. And that's one of the reasons that Define is a sponsor of No Simple Road because they're doing it right and they're taking care of the people they out there. They are doing it right there. And so check it out. Also, what they're doing, if you go in and you tell them that you're part of the No Simple Road family, and this is every time you go in, not just once. Yeah, not a one-time thing. Yeah. We've had several people come in that forget this. Yeah, you tell them you're part of the No Simple Road family, you're a listener of the show, they're going to give you 10 percent off your purchase and they're going to give you a free t-shirt they're going to hook you up they're going to make sure that you're comfortable that you're educated and that you get the right thing they've got everything there they've got edibles they've got flour they've got shatter diamonds all of it <laughs> so go over two locations one in hillsboro one in forest grove ask for apple he'll dress like a samurai he'll draw a blade he'll get you some weed you'll take care of your body you'll take care of your head and it'll be a good day I think it just forced us to be like more creative on getting our music out there and how we do it, you know, and it also made us realize areas that we slack in and tried Mm -hmm. to become better in those areas, you know? So like we were torn all, we were torn all the time and not really promoting the album. But when like COVID happened, we were able to focus on really promoting the album and like targeting like our audience and seeing who really fucks with us right and like connecting with those people so like it's a double-edged sword right where we can't tour in that in the essence but on the other hand like we're connecting with more fans than we've ever been like Mm. we're interacting with more people you know we've really promoted the album well you know so i i I take the good with the bad for sure yeah it, it, it it um we got lucky that we recorded the album like before everything happened. So we like, we definitely like the, the downfalls were like pushing things back and like things not being able to, you know, come out like in a timely manner that we wanted to. But, but outside of like things just being like totally shitty for like everybody's personal life and like for the country itself, like on, on the, uh, I guess on the artistic front, like he's right. Like we were able to be more creative we were able to focus on writing and kind of like focus on kind of making our, uh, you know, I guess our swords sharper, I guess you would say, yeah. like, you know, honing our skills. And and also, like, I really think that, to be honest, I think it was a real blessing that we weren't able to tour. Because like he said, like our 
our whole like I come from like kind of a punk rock mentality of like you jump in the van, you go on, you do, you know, your dive bars, whatever you can do. And you come home and you put some music out and then you go back out. And, and that's like, that's just what it is. Like you go on the road and that's how um, I, I've never really been good with the internet or like the social media and all that stuff. And I never really got into it. And, um, and this uh, was a blessing for us now because we weren't able to tour and now we're able to kind of connect with people and find out and really, like he said, find out who really digs us and who doesn't. And um, I think that when the time comes that things open up, it's going to have been a real blessing because um, I think that when we do go back out, we're going to be able to book and play like the places that we were kind of um, kind of trying to get to anyway. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we were doing like the, the, the slow grind of like, you know, perform in this city and you get 50 people and next time you get 75 people and next time try to get a hundred. And now I think that like, we're going to kind of jump levels, you know, when we go back out, I think that we're going to be able to um, get on better tours. I think it's not going to just be me and my wife trying to book tours and stuff. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I think that, I think that we're going to have some help. And I, and I think that like, when we come to a cool plate, you know, go to these places, I think that we're, we're going to have, um, even a better uh kind of a better result wow that you guys that's said a that's very, a fucking yeah. mouthful that's a super positive thought process that sounds like it's already happening mm-hmm. yeah yeah one thing sucks is all of our friends like you know the, a lot of these venues are closing down and that's that's the like not for us just for everybody you know that's yeah. what sucks is that like who knows what live music is going to look like after this yeah. you know like yeah. nobody really knows right like no. it's kind of crazy so check this out i was thinking about this today and then when you guys started talking it's like a little synchronicity because this conversation kind of has to do with what i was thinking about so all this shit's happening out there right and venues are closing and we don't know what the future of live music looks like and people are losing their jobs and like i don't have to tell you you guys know everything that's going on but then on the flip side you're like, it, it's been a blessing. It, it's made us be more creative. It's, it's had us get rid of some shit that wasn't working right. And same for us, man. Like it's made us really tighten up, tighten up and see yeah. the show different. And our intention towards it are different oh, is yeah. different. And it would have never gotten like that. Had all this not happened, we were going to festivals and f- taking psychedelics all the time and <laughs> fucking riding running, the running wave. Little, yeah. Going. <laughs> And um, this made us slow down and really take a look at the garden that we grew and start to prune the weeds. And um, so what what I was thinking about is like the balance of things and how this incredible amount of shit is happening out there. But then on the flip side, everybody I know is having a renaissance within themselves of creativity and understanding and love. And like, there's this huge, like heart opening that's happening within humanity that I'm seeing from talking to artists and musicians and authors. And yeah. And you know, we're have a very unique position right now because in a time where people aren't getting together, can't get together, we have this opportunity to bring these artists that are, we're all kind of like in a standstill. And so we're, we're, we're keeping them in the flow in, in 
people's minds and people's hearts. Go back, re-listen to the album, get your new inspired, you know, oh yeah, I forgot they dropped that. It's one of the coolest things that this show has done where before, you know, like Aaron said, we were like, so many shows and it was it was because i was like losing my head a little bit it was all fun and hella good and great but you know you play hard you have to relax hard too and so i didn't even see the show and all of this stuff that it was potentially doing or growing or the, the type of forum that it could become and now like aaron said pulling back and put looking at it personally i totally my attitude about it was was shit you know like not all the time definitely it was just like you know you heard it here I, first folks yeah i i wasn't as appreciative <laughs> i'll say yeah i am i wasn't as appreciative as i was for what we were putting out and how important it was i didn't see the importance yet and then you start hearing these people writing in new people that are listening to our old episodes from three years ago these are three years ago experiences you know and now the whole point is that it's so awesome to be able to bring you guys because from three years ago we're talking about how old deadheads got turned on and three years later we're talking about how psychedelics has blossomed into our culture it's spilled into our culture and it's affecting every type of music every type of person and it's beautiful. Well, That's it, my that, it, that was my sentiment. It's like it's so cool. Like I don't how old are you guys? If you don't mind. Oh, uh, I'm I'm uh, 42 and I'm 33. Dang. Oh, okay. So me and you are the same age and so you guys are not definitely not the millennials but like like you see what's going on. You're in the thick of it. Yeah. You're well, in the, the prime of your life and it's happening well, right now. Well, that was my my point is like there is this balance happening and there's something really beautiful happening underground right now. There's, there's a really amazing flow of love and, and creativity that's happening. That's balancing out all that negative bullshit that's going on that we all know about. And yeah, because go ahead. On, on, the, on the music tip, I think, I think a lot of that is because the, the labels and the corp, corp, big corporate people kind of like, they don't know what the fuck to do, man. They're not creative. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like they, they rely on their artists being creative and then they rely on like having like the leash around the, uh, uh the artist's neck. Right. Yes. And when all this happens and like, you know, ticket man and all these people, they can't, they can't do that. The artists are the ones being able to tighten their circle and become more creative. And what happens is like, from what I, what I'm, my, at least my opinion is, is that this this shit has completely leveled the playing field yes. where like a, a very small like indie artist is able to kind of do the exact same things that like a bigger artist um, is able to do and the big artist is able to do what like the mega artist is able to do you know what I mean as far yeah. as like the live streams and being creative and like and, and just switching things up, right? Mm-hmm. Because a guy who's playing a, a ten thousand cap place, he can't go out, right? Like, so he's not, you know, you know, what, you know what I mean. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the the person who plays a five hundred person room is is they're they're equal now, right? They're they're able to they have to figure out ways to get in front of their audience. Obviously, the audiences are bigger and yada yada. But um, I guess the point is that I think that this kind of leveled the playing field as far as like giving the artist back a little more power than Absolutely. we did than they had 
a year ago. Yes. Yeah. And also wow. by forming relationships like this, right? Yeah. We can decide to promote each other. Yeah. Right? So then exactly. we can decide what goes out into people's consciousness instead of them programming us. We're taking back the control of the programming and say, no, we're going to do something kind. We're going to do something real from love. We're going to build community. We're going to have family. Like that's what it's about. Taking back that control. I love that, man. That's fucking cool. You know, when all this shit started, man, I ain't gonna lie. I was, (laughs) it was hard, man. The first few months of this were, no joke. Yeah, bro. we've all. You guys are in Portland too. You guys had it the most real of yeah. the whole Dude. of everywhere, right? Shit. It was it's probably nuts. <laughs> it's... Like I'm, I'm, I'm born and raised in Philly, right? But I, I, I live like an hour outside of Philly, so I was like nervous for all my friends and like all my old like neighbors and stuff like that. I was like calling, like, oh, is it? But like even Philly didn't didn't go up like Portland did. You guys, man, <laughs> they yeah. you tripped guys out. Turned off. You guys turned all the way. They up. turned yeah. up. They did turn up, dude. They they. <laughs> I just saw today. They there's another occupied like chaz oh, zone yeah. here in Portland. They decided yeah. they're not. They barricaded the, the fucking two, two blocks of a street, and they ain't letting the cops in again. And shit's just popping off, man. Portland, there's a wow. You know that keep Portland weird thing. That was like that saying for so long. That was real shit. People are fucking weird up here, man. And, and, and not, and in not ways ready that you to expect. hear anybody else's <laughs> shit either. They're like, I'm going to do me and you all can fuck off. And this shit has really brought that to the forefront, man. Where are you guys based? Oh, they said Philly, right? Yeah. like So we're like an hour outside That's of Philadelphia. Okay. okay. All right. So with the, the community that you guys are, are, um, are gathering around you up there, what do you think that the the outcome of all of this is going to be for you and that community. Do you think that this is going to serve to make you guys tighter in the end? I hope so. Yeah. You know, I hope so. But I would say things, things here are mostly like everywhere else with like in every other city that's like Corona, like has like stricken, right? Right. And hit, right? Like, I, I, like, there's people with the mentality that, you know, it's it's ridiculous. And then there's people that I know that have been affected by it, right? And there's people I know that haven't been affected by it, you know? And, you know, I hope some people just make sound judgment sometimes. Yeah. Like, you know, like the people complaining about right now we have a ban until, Christ, until after Christmas, right? And people are, like, up in arms about it and stuff like that. But... They don't want a lot of people to get more sick and numbers to rise and stuff like that, right? So we should just take care of our neighbors, you know? Yes. I don't want my neighbor to get sick. I don't want to go out to the bar, come home, give something to this man, and he gives it to somebody in his family, like not, you know? So I hope so. All right. That's, it's, yeah, you know, ahead, make, it's, it's about being conscious. I mean, you know, the few years ago and and kind of still to this day you know the i noticed the buddha um just the image was so popular and you know like yoga started to get pop and that's like i guess it's been popular for a long time but there's like always resurgences you know and these images are a peaceful like you know tranquil thing when you look at it and 
something that has come out of that culture is people trying to understand and be a little bit more Zen and trying to be a little bit more loving and, um, the whole thing about love your neighbor. And it's, it's about being conscious and being kind. Those, those things that are big, huge concepts, they're actually really small acts. It's, and, and so like you said, just being mindful, you know, yeah, everybody does want to go to a bar and light it up with their friends and, you know, cheers and toast but like you said if by not doing that we won't you know cause havoc in our whole entire nation for our neighbors for our family for our friends then that little be kind is just kicking it at home that's the year we kicked yeah. it at home 2021 was a year <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah for sure yeah, yeah. i mean it's it's you know kind of like I, I think everybody goes back and forth through the emotions Hell of like yeah. like of like this is bullshit you know what I'm oh, saying? I, yep. I was oh, on yeah. that this morning <laughs> but at the same time you know what I mean like like what he said is true you know like you, you know we all I think at this point everybody knows somebody who's caught it even if they yeah. even if they only were good like two or three days later which seems to be a lot of the cases I think we all kind of know somebody who it sure. didn't go that well for yeah and so. And I'm like, I'm the most uncompliant person in the world, right? Like, I don't like being told what to do by like an authority <laughs> thing, right? But at the same time, like me not me not doing what needs to be done, like hurts the economy within our community. It shuts down small yeah. businesses. My friend can have a store. Now my friend no longer has a store. Now my friend can't pay rent, right? All because we're choosing to not just follow a little protocol for a time being, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, and like, like we're rebel hippies, right? Like it's in our name. So there's nobody more rebels than us, right? <laughs> like our like we say break rules and spread love. So there's nobody breaking more rules than us. But at the same time, I love my people, man, and I want to see everybody flourish. So if if like in a year we have to sit down and kind of reset, which is good. Like, you know, like me and my me and me and the mother of my child bonded way more than we did Aww. in this past year that we have in the past two years. Yeah, homeschooling. Right? Like, yeah, like, go find some some other place to put your energy into that you can flourish with, you know? Yeah. Instead of being complaining and being negative, like, ah, this is bullshit. This, you know, find some positive out of it. You know what, man? When, when this is over, you guys got to come to Portland. We got to kick it, man. Oh, yeah, 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 we got to fucking man. kick Aww. it for, for real. Like, you guys can you guys can run around with all the DMT in the pocket you want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. five hundred dollar fine. I'm good. <laughs> you guys are good, man. Did we tell tell the people out there about Rebel Hippie, man? Yeah, Apple that's... Apple was trying to school me on it when we were out on the porch a little while ago. Yeah, Rebel. So uh, Rebel Hippies came about like when you would talk about something organic that was like a, like just by accident. Um, Rebel, that's what Rebel Hippies is, man. Like about, man, probably, I would say probably six years ago, something like that. Um, I got an offer to do a rolling paper, um, like an endorsement deal. And they wanted to do like, uh, and it was going to be like my name on it and some stupid shit. And I was like, yo, I don't want to do it. I think it's corny. I don't want to like, <laughs> that's super lame. And so I was like, yo, let's, let's just, I was telling um, the guy who, who was at the time, he was like helping me get in these sponsorship deals and stuff and i and i told him i said look let's see if they'll be down to like just have it be like a a name 
You know what I mean? It doesn't. It, it's not lame. And so I always said rebel hippies and, and lyrics before. And um, so so we we're like, yeah, let's you know, let's just call them rebel hippies, rolling papers. So that's all it really was at first, right? And we were going out on the road and I bring the the rolling papers with us. And then all of a sudden, um, people started popping up with the logo tattooed on them because Whoa. people like really attached to the name and they really like the logo. It's like it's like an anarchy sign and a peace sign together and, and like kind of a Ralph Steadman kind of um, kind of look, you know, and people just kind of really took to it and didn't it didn't have nothing to do with the rolling paper or music or anything. They just kind of liked the name. And, um, you know, we always said break will spread love. It was always kind of like the. What, what do you call that like slogan the, the slogan <laughs> and uh yeah so people just started people started attaching to it and and um and then and then really like it, it kind of just turned into its own thing like we were like oh let's let's drop a t-shirt and then like we couldn't keep them you know and uh and then so when we when we when we started making music we always every time we would talk to somebody they'd be like oh are you guys reggae are you guys hip-hop is this psychedelic like you know, like what you know, and we yes. were like, oh no, it's rebel hippie music, you know? So then it it just kinda like it just kinda became its own thing now, you know, and like that's I just kinda I guess that's what we that's the kind of music that we make, you know. I don't wanna like put a uh, a name or a genre like stick to it like a genre. Right. We we just kinda do what we feel. And um yeah, it kinda just took off on its own now. And so now what we, we introduced this thing called the community card. And basically, it's 100% free. Somebody, you just got to go to rebelhippies.com. You basically just put in your name and your address, and we send you a card. It's like a, it looks like a Visa card. It has a QR code on it. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and uh, and so basically, on the QR code, uh, you know, we'll have uh, new music we'll put on there, or sales, or um, like we'll test out videos before they're out. And uh, and the goal is to have other groups and um businesses and um different brands and stuff like that recognize the card as well so you know for instance you know next month hey hit the qr code and you know get 10 percent off you know this company whatever like that so basically mm-hmm. we can build what like like kind of like you, what you were saying like all these independent um uh, people are meeting each other we can kind of support each other yeah. and this can kind of be a a, a hub I guess what you're saying is uh, a place that people can kind of connect. That's fucking such That's a brilliant. great idea. That man. is brilliant. I love that idea. And I want to go back to something that you said um, about the dead and you were attracted to their aesthetic and yeah. that how that brought you in and you didn't really know, but, that's kind of what happened with you, you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This aesthetic yeah. that attracted people. They don't know why they just liked it. They, they believed in it. I mean, did you, did you take that into consideration or did you even think about that? Yeah. That's yeah. what I was saying before about like part of the reason it really got me diving back into the, into the dead was that same time. It oh, was that shit. same thing. It was oh. like when the rolling papers came out because we had like a really bright, there's a rolling pack packer here. It's like a really bright looking um, paper. And um, and when so people started coming to multiple shows and people started having the logo, um, I, I don't remember if somebody said, I think it was my buddy Sleep, um, who's like an old school deadhead man. Like this kid grew up in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And and he and he like is like a hardcore hip hop dude too. And he he's been, he was like, 
drive. He would. He was the first guy who ever drove like a long distance to see a show, right? And I remember like seeing him at the bar and being like, "Oh man, thanks for coming out." And him being like, "Yeah, man, I drove six hours or something." And I, I was like blown away. And then he popped up. Uh, in it was like I don't know, it was in San Francisco or somewhere else. He popped up again, and the same dude. And and that's what kind of started made me think about the dead and. The, um, mm. and how it was like that kind of community thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, oh man, people are popping up at these shows. And and then I started thinking about my cousin and I was like, wow, you know, and that's what made me kind of go back and revisit, to be honest. That's, you know, the Rebel Hippies thing is what made me kind of go back and start listening to the dead and really diving down the, the rabbit hole. Like, you know, wow. like I said, about six years ago. It is a fucking rabbit hole too, man. That shit don't end. And you're never going to, you're never going to get through it. Right. Like that, that's the other thing about the dead, man. That, like I, I always try to explain to everybody, like any other group, right. You can get into their, like, you can get into their, their, their music. And then you like, you listen to all their records. And even if it's somebody who has 25 records, right. You listen to all their records and you're like, Oh man, I listen to this record front and back. But with the dead, it's like you can never listen to it yeah. all because you're like, oh, oh yeah, you heard that. Well, did you ever hear that from fucking Philly in '89? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, so it's, it's like it's it's like an infinite. It, you, you're not you're not getting out of that hole, man. And <laughs> here's the thing that I that I always come back to is like, I'll go off and I'll not listen to them for a while. Like I'll get into like listening to Fish or whatever for a while. And then we'll be chilling and I'll put them on and I'll be like, God damn, there's nobody better than this. Like, yeah, <laughs> this, this is like the best of the best shit every time. And yeah. it just, and the thing that the other thing that gets me too, Mel asked you about your lyrics and Hunter's lyrics. They can mean something to you today. And six months from now, it's something completely different. And, and I got 30 years of that shit behind me of like changing and changing with how how the fuck and then seeing that thing continuing to grow and and become communities and and families and friendships and it's it's fucking mind-blowing dude yeah man they're the best man we we recorded uh we recorded um electric lemonade we recorded the title track at in san francisco at uh it's it's called hyde street now but it was it was formerly wiley hyder so they did uh american beauty um Mm. at in the same in the same building and uh man you want to talk about you want to talk about heavy boy this guy (laughs) this guy thought he was jerry garcia (laughs) it was it was was a fantastic thing to watch yeah because them walls man there's something about that place man it just brings up the you know they had these old the the microphones was like oh my god bro they had the same microphones, you know what I'm wow. saying? Like, I didn't, we didn't use the same oh, ones they used, but was wow. That was, was, was nuts, man. It was nuts. It was nuts. That was, that's the highlight of my life. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, like, you, you realize, like, the songs that were made in here, man? Like, you know, like, I'm trying to tell these guys, like, yo, like, life-changing shit was made in this room. Yeah. What? Why? This is a question I've been asking myself since I was a little kid. Like, why is it music that does that for people? Uh, the it's, only it's other thing wild. that I could think is like people getting saved 
in church. That's the only other thing that I could think where people like change like that. You know and it what was I still mean? Still the music, right? Still the music at church yeah. that probably got them up front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's wild, man. I don't know what our bodies, our bodies are frequencies, right? Yeah. And music is the sound and a vibration. And all around us is things vibrate and make sound, right? Mm-hmm. So even if like even if before music became a thing, people would probably sleep next to like a creek and just hear the stream mm. like flow at nighttime and that sound eases them. I just think sound eases people. It you know, does. or sound can make you rage because there's metal music, right? Mm-hmm. There's metal music. You get in the mosh pit, you start raging. Ah, like, you know. Sometimes but, that eases people. You know. Yeah, yeah. You know, just it's all it's therapy. Just sound. It's all therapy, it's sound, right? man. I think sound is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some people want to listen to the saddest song they can yeah. to take them back to a place, and that mm-hmm. that's what like releases them. Yeah. And some people want to listen to the hardest. You know, music music's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah, it's man. Beautiful. God is sound. That's the <laughs> there's a picture of Mickey Hart wearing that shirt with a like a leather football helmet on, goggles and shit back in the day. <laughs> so I, I wanna ask both of you guys, um what's the and you can answer however long or short, but what's the best thing twenty twenties taught you? I don't want my kid to go back to school. I think I want to homeschool them. I think that's what 2020 told me is that I, I uh, like my family is like, like super tight right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like my, I, I had a baby during this time and then I have, a, I, have I, I, I have two other, I have two, um, I have two other small kids. I have three small kids running around the house during this crazy time. And, um, and it's just like really brought everybody together and like, just the time spent man and just not even you know you don't realize like how much time you spend away from home until you're not able to leave your home yeah Yeah. wow whoa that that's good that's good to hear you say that like you hear so many people saying they want their kids go back to school out of the house (laughs) and back to school and it's like why Why? you don't like your kids is first thing yeah i I almost never want them to that's yeah yeah that's cool for me, I guess it was, it was to make more music, even more music, because like I didn't I didn't really know what was going to be the outcome of like Electric Lemonade. Like I didn't know we were going to be in such a good position we were in now, right? So like with the music, I was kind of like, what is like what is like am I going to make music for my life? Like is that like because that's what I really want to do. Yeah. But like I was on the ropes, like if this is what I'm really gonna do, like is is fate just gonna slap me in the face and be like, you're not doing this, bud, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I think that's what it just taught me: just keep pursuing the music thing, man, and kind of let let everything else go, like things that don't matter around that, like my family and my music. Just don't put no energy into that. Whoa, wow. that's hey, man, I gotta. I, I... This is the only time you're ever going to hear me say this, but I got to give it up for 2020 then. I mean, if that's, that's the kind of shit that's coming out of it. Yeah. Closer families and self-realization and, and self like betterment. And, and well, you so, got, somebody said, I was saying that recently too. We talked to, it was like out of destruction. You know, that's when new shit's built. You're going to tear shit down. Yeah. Tear shit down. New shit comes out of it. But you got, you got yeah. three little kids running around your house, man. And you, and quarantine. You're a fucking warrior, brother. 
<laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. That's it's that's like, no bullshit. Like I got a, I got a back porch and I just go smoke joints when I need some. <laughs> Hell yeah! It's always fun when. Well, I won't say that. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna fuck we. My son's 18. I'm ready to fucking trip the fuck out. No, he's, Aaron's tripping only because he can't. You know, like he. Ha- we have to work outside the house. He works in the home. So he really, really can't leave, you know? And yeah. I haven't left the house in 10 months. <laughs> and I'll be like, I'll just pick everything up on the way home, you know, so you don't got to go anywhere. So poor guy goes out maybe once a week. So <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit different, you know? That, 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 that's the only, the only thing that super sucks is that like, I think like my two year old doesn't even know what like, my seven-year-old probably doesn't really know what going like out really like remember you know what i'm saying like my two-year-old doesn't know you know what i'm saying like going to the store like we went to the farmer's market like like two weeks ago and my my two-year-old was just like whoa what the fuck all these people (laughs) other fucking people (laughs) wow wow we're gonna yeah so that that's the only thing that does suck you know for for the kids i this this is like you know, we, like as adults, we can kind of find the good and and yeah. bad. But but for the kids, man, I I mean, I guess they don't even know. Like they don't even know, so it's all good. But I do feel bad on that level. It's like, damn, man, you guys don't know. Like those that our kids might never know what it's like to like. When I was a kid, my mom would just like let me go jump on the train and go down the city and like go hang around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, my, yeah. my kid, like my kids might never be able to do that. You know that that sucks a little bit. We're, we're, you know what, man, the, the longer this goes on, I remember at the beginning, like the whole, we're in this together thing and it just sounded so cliche. And I was like, whatever, fucking stupid slogan for quarantine. But the longer it goes on, the more I'm realizing that, um, that that's the case. We really are. Like you were saying, like we have to take care of each other and kind of circle the wagons and, um, it's really, really cool to talk to you guys and, and hear what you're doing, man. And, and f- just from, from one brother to another, I fucking hear you guys, man. And it, it, the sound you're making is beautiful and I appreciate it a lot, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Can you do me a favor, man? Tell, um, tell everybody out there where they can find you guys and, all that yeah what's coming up all of, well you know <laughs> where I mean, are you for playing? you guys not no, not coming kidding. up like that oh <laughs> uh, well well we're working we're always working on music that's the thing that that we mostly enjoy to do you know we always love just creating with each other so um i believe january no december 18th coming up next week where is this friday this friday okay. this friday uh our single our new single sun rays no shade comes out right okay. on uh any streaming services that anybody wants to choose from Right, whatever platform they use, mm-hmm. it'll be on there. That's uh December 18th. And like I said, we're working on new music. That's always a plus. And you can find us at Space Camp, that's Space Camp with a K, 420. That's on all social medias. Boom. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Yeah. You guys, thank you for taking time with us, brother. And oh. and uh, thank you so much. Hold on, oh. I had one one more thing before you guys go. Sorry, I had to stop. <laughs> I've been wanting to ask since the beginning because we were talking about the music and everything too, but something else you guys have that's amazing, your videos, man. Oh, yeah, oh. that's true. Your videos are mind-blowing. That video quality, true. The, the, uh, <laughs> the Summer of Love one, that like captures kind of like, I mean, it starts off with a lot with the tapes and everything, like the tape trading, and the they're all awesome. First of all, is the VW bus 
Is that your guys's or is that? Oh, I wish, man. Okay, that's I what wish. I was. We were wondering that when me yeah, and Mel, I was like, I'm gonna, I gotta ask them if that's their bus. And I had a feeling we hear that more often than not. It's like, no, that's not our bus in the video. I wish, <laughs> man. I wish I got a VW, but I ain't got that. Yeah, <laughs> it don't look yeah, like that. Uh, I, as, as our good friend, uh, it, it's he's, it's called the Sunflower Bus, and um, and he let us he let us hold it down, and and we we uh, so we shot Homegrown and Girl Like You the same weekend. Um, so we were able to use the bus and then, um, and then summer of love, we, we, we like basically just caught up a bunch of our friends that have like brands and we found this little parking lot and, uh, and we just basically said that that was during, that was during quarantine. So that was like, right when the, okay. right when everything kind of like eased up in the summer and they were like, Oh, everything's cool. Everything's going to kind of go back to normal. Right. We just, uh, we just threw that together and we just set up a bunch of tents and had our friends come out and, uh. Uh, yeah, you did fun. a good job on that one. I was saying yeah, to Mel, right you like captured that feeling. I was like, I was like, this must have been like after one of the Canna festivals or something. Like you captured that whole lot thing, the busyness, the fun, yeah. the, the nitrous balloon. I mean, like everything, man. You're good. You're, just keep keep doing what you guys are doing, man. We love you. The yeah. video, you guys, you guys are artists, man. That we're just really digging it. And I just love the unique nature of what you're doing because honestly. That's the kind of music I listen to on my way home from work or to work or when I'm by myself. Chill. That's that's my kind of music, not when I'm with these guys. And so for you guys to be making more of it is thank you like that it's nurturing it's uplifting it's body moving it's vibey it's all of it so I really appreciate you guys taking the time to tell us about what's behind that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. We're really, we were really excited when we found out that that we we're going to be able to talk to you guys. Hell so, yeah! Thank you so much. Hey, I'm going to stop recording. I want to, I want to ask you something off the recording. Okay. Oh yeah, uh, no worries, Thank you. Ooh. I was going to say, this cannot be recorded.
Wow. Wow. Cool. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that was, yeah. That was, was just a wow. Yeah. So we ended cool this cats. interview at exactly 420. I took a picture to confirm that, but Space Camp 420, we finished their interview at 420. Right at 420. Shut everything it's down. It's the universe talking. Speaking of synchronicities. What a trip. Yeah, man. <laughs> so check it out, you guys. If you don't know who they are, you do now. Space Camp. Uh, coming from the heart Philly. and coming from the heart they man. are coming like, from the heart the city of brotherly love <laughs> that's that's real shit right there that that to me is i think if garcia could be alive today and see stuff like that happening Make him smile he ear would to be ear. so stoked i think he can see that you just don't see, we him, can't see him yeah we yeah. can't see him He's like, I do. Aaron Mel's gonna say it right now. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. That's no, but no. Who would have known the effect that reaching so far into so all corners of the multiverse? Yes, 
people left and right, generations left and right, like, dang. Mm. In well, ways it's, it's dope how their community, they got a great community, obviously, that's surrounding them. That what it was Rick the Viking. Yeah, Rob. Or Rob the Viking. When the, it would, we were starting to watch the behind the scenes thing, oh, they yeah, were talking about that. trying to find somebody. And they talked about that, how they sought him out because they always dug his sound. He, they told him, it was like, it was like, you know, we don't want to sound reggae. We don't want to sound rap. We want to be us and everything. And he pulled it together on that album to make it sound amazing, to make it sound like space camp, you know, sound like them with all the little influences sprinkled in there, a little flavor here and there of everything. I was certain when I first listened, I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like they're, they're sampling stuff and you know, then they're going to, they're going to rap over it. Okay. And then hearing their style and their lyrics, I was like, oh, these guys are fucking rad. But now knowing that that's a live Live, band playing with them, it makes me like them even more. Like That's something that's awesome, too. That's happening more and more in hip hop and everything. Yeah, where they're going to, there are there's maybe a little sampling here and there, but there are more and more live musicians that are touring and in the studio on all these albums. Yeah, and it made me think of Children of Indigo. Yes. Yeah. And I would love to see a Children of Indigo oh, wow. space camp show. Wow. In our basement. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Wow. That yeah. would be incredible, actually, mm-hmm. that bill. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, all right, you guys. Thanks, guys, for joining us. That Go was follow really them fun. on socials. Yeah. Do that. Go follow Go Space Camp 420. Up. Turn it up. Smoke a joint. If you haven't, these guys yeah. will make you want to smoke after listening to them for a minute. Mm-hmm. It just goes hand in hand. We love you guys. We'll be back next week with more stuff and things. Take care of each other. Smile at a stranger. Do no harm. Take no shit. And um, hydrate. Safety That's third. Right. Wash your hands. That's a lot of stuff I just said. But um, you, you can handle it, right? You think yeah, they, they can handle it. You think they can handle it, Mel? Yep. Apple? They've been with us for a while. They can handle it. tell you about the april may 2023 issue of relics magazine features a dave matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the national graham nash wayne shorter alo ivan neville 
our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.